Hello, this is Kyle from Millennial Reveries. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We talk about pretty much recently very dark stuff. We talk about depression, life, suicide, spirituality, conspiracy theories. I regret much of, much of what I post. English is not my main language. I'm a Brazilian guy struggling in poverty. <laughs> But I'm trying to make this podcast using my phone. And today I felt inspired to talk about reincarnation and spirituality in a different way that I have talked previously. So today I want to talk about a little bit of my past lives and how I found them and how you can find yours as well. So I always had this feeling that I was not from Earth. And it's funny because I was a child and I was looking up and feeling that I'm from some kind of constellation, different one, and I was always speaking different languages that were not earthly based. I was like mumbling something crazy all the time and singing songs that never were sung before. Crazy stuff, like I was making stuff on the go. And I always felt an alien. And then I had a whole bunch of experiences. And years have passed and I found out about ayahuasca. That's the first... That's the second time. Okay, let's go for the first time. The first time I was sleeping. And... I was so light and I had such a good night of sleep. But when I woke up, I do not recognize myself. Because I was supposed to be an old lady who just died in a church of old age. And I was a nun and my name was Olga. And clearly, I am not that currently. So I had a... It, it, it was like a 10 second type of thing. Like, you wake up, you're like, oh my god, I'm not that person. Oh, where am I? And then suddenly you're like, why was I crazy seconds ago? <laughs> it was some like that. And then I, I just had to breathe. I, I just start to breathe and try to think what was going on. Why was I so confused? And then as a, if it were a dream, I started to see churches and my old body because I, I already had recognized where I was and who I am and everything that I'm a boy and I'm from Brazil and then I just started to see these things as, as if they were flashbacks I saw everything I knew how I felt and I remember I remember my name and I felt Europe as if in Italy or maybe Portugal and I am very drawn to these places and I have been in, in very close to them I have been exactly one of them I have been in Italy and I just feel really drawn to Europe in this current life and I just felt all of that and it came literally out of the blue it was out of the blue it was too weird to say well I have a, I had a dream and then I woke up and the dream was still going on and I, had, I remember this very specific stuff these very specific streets and names and things it was not a dream it was clearly a past life like experience that I have lived and I remember when I had that experience I was feeling very alienated and feeling that I don't belong and trying to understand who am I where I come from and this stuff and then I just got the dream so it was a gift from spirit so I can understand that I am many things <laughs> so the second time was when I had ayahuasca, which is a drink that you, that you can have. It's not a drink, like an alcoholic drink or water. It's a drink that is also not a juice. It's more like a tea, honestly. And it's a very bad, uh, bitter type of tea. And it's from an indigenous practice that... The origins of ayahuasca are a whole other story, but basically... An indigenous tribe had a, this insight that they were being guided to do something. And they got these two different type of things. A root and a herb. And they mixed everything together and brew it for a few hours. 
and they drank it and they got really high <laughs> and it, it's extimulate it feels like I had never had done drugs but for what people talk about it feels like LSD it kind of boosts your brain with DMT and that's your if I'm not saying something crazy it, that's your dreaming inducing chemical in your brain imagination all of that it, it all becomes very vivid so I they made this drink and there is a whole culture especially in South Africa that makes this with songs and meditation and all of those practices and, and you can find licensed people today with prepared equipments and places to have you to have this drink and I went to one of these places and unfortunately because uh, my experience was very drastic and I do not recommend this like seriously it's like at least to me like I'm very sensitive I am very powerful spiritually so things can mess me up pretty bad it's as if you had like some type of intolerance like I have intolerance for BS like I cannot like I don't need like I, I always realize that I don't need anything that's the first thing like when I watched Harry Potter when I was a kid I was like why do he, why does he need a wand I could not like differentiate much from fiction from reality so I was just having fun but I always had this feeling like why why does he needs a wand like we, do, we don't need wands I can make magic without wands and then I kind of grew up out of this like it, it was a fiction work <laughs> there is no such thing but there is like it's just that like I people as I said in the previous podcast a very controversial one I just talk about like yes you can make this whole very specific ritual of very specific sayings and things and objects and burnings and offerings and all of that for uh, to achieve something yes you can do that but people like me like we don't need that we can just think and boom it happens it's, it's that easy because we do not need so much to believe we do not need so much to focus we do not need that we can channel energy it's like when you're an actor and you need that fake teardrop like I don't need a fake teardrop I have enough pain within myself to cry that's what I'm trying to say I have enough energy I have been in many places and many timelines and I just know that I can curse people or blast them and I need to be very aware of it so I had ayahuasca and the, and the thing is it was not the ayahuasca that messed me up it was the music because music and vibration and everything is powerful and the music they were chanting were very spiritual and like that messed me up real bad man like oh god that was the worst thing ever I'm very sensitive to sound like very maybe one day I'll work with music I hope so because it's my passion but it's also my weaknesses my weakness because I am very sensitive to it So, my family, they like to put on gospel. I am not Christian. I do believe in Jesus, not in the religions people made out of him. But I don't like gospel. And it's not because of any of that. It's because it's too powerful. Sometimes it is real. And people are actually preaching and, play, pray, and praying. And there is strong energy attached to it. And when you listen to it, it's powerful. So when I listen to it, I feel the energy and it's like moving things inside of me. It's making me create more energy, dissipate energy. It messes me up. So unless I am focusing onto something very specific, I do not like to have that around me because it messes me up. So my mother likes to put gospel to clean the house. So, my, so does my entire family. And mind you, they have all previously been witches, so it's really weird. They don't talk about that. So they like to put on gospel to clean the house. And I'm like, firstly, how hypocrite is this? Because you're listening to someone to talk about God and everything, and then you clean your house while you do it. Like, that's crazy. That's disrespectful, at least in my opinion. And 
I mean, if you're having fun, sure, but they were not even listening. I feel energy. I know people, like, as I said previously, like, I do not need your body language. I do not need your tone, your face, your, your clothes. I do not need any of that. I know. I can see right through you. I know you better than yourself. I actually do not even need to see you. I can feel the energy of people connecting with me. So if you're listening to me, I know who you are. I may not know your name or exactly where you live to, but I could channel it if I wanted to. Very specific people. Like, I can do that. Everyone that actually works with spirituality, true spirituality, not the ones that are trying to leech money out of people, true spirituality, we can do that easily. So we are beyond science and all of this BS like I don't need society like I know who you are so that's the thing so if you're not authentic I know it I can see BS easily my third eye is open for that shit so if you're putting that thing gospel and you clean your house that just means like, like not not like that I, I mean I can feel it I'm trying to say is my family in specific, they are not listening. They might even be singing, but they're not listening. They are not engaging with the energy. What I feel from them while they listen to gospel is fear. It's fear and it's also as if they were paying something, as if they were trying to prove something. So it's a very like cluster fuck of energy that is just so annoying to watch. That's why I hate gospel and the Bible for that matter and religion. We can put all of them in the same pile and burn it. I don't like it. People are not ready for it. People do not understand. People made it a mess. You know, they messed it up so badly that it's just intangible anymore. It's like it's basically trash. You don't need that. Because all people do with the Bible, honestly, is to pick up a quote and attack each other and then kill people because of it. That's not the intended situation. The Bible itself has been used in so many unethical ways and has been broken and rebuilt and broken and rebuilt and manipulated. And it's just unreadable anymore. You cannot, you cannot deal with it. I don't feel much energy coming off of it. It's messy. There are very specific parts that have good energy and others are just like a whole bunch of bs it's like too much drama and karma and a lot of church stuff put on by church not by jesus people so it is not the the same book from thousands of years ago many pages were ripped many pages were altered it's not useful and the usage is, it has which is very little to people mind you it's a guidebook made for people like 3,000 years ago. It would definitely not apply to this age. <laughs> they did not have technology. They did not have common sense. They did not have, they did not have like many things, honestly. Like they needed to be told, like you don't need, you don't need to work one day of the week. Like as if people take that as a rule, but that's basically implying that people that time, they did not know that they need to rest. And people do not have this common sense to this day to understand and, and take lessons from this the whole symbolism of it. Getting out of this funk, I'm just trying to tell you that I'm very sensitive to music and sound. And whenever I see people listening to gospel, that makes me angry because they are not actually listening. So when I listen to gospel, I am listening. And when I listen, it's too much energy and I, I get confused. It's too much. So when I had ayahuasca, that tripled down, quadrupled down. So they were singing, and I f like if the song had in its lyrics sea, I would see the waves. If it had mountains, I would see the rocks and the trees. I would I would just be teleported, and it felt. If you have watched Marvel movies. And you have watched the Avengers, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. And you have that chapter where Rock, Rocket is trying to jump across many dimensions and places to get to save 
the rest of the team and they make like this whole bunch of jumps that's it and they start to to morph and go and distort and go crazy that's how it felt to have ayahuasca with music i was being torn apart and pulled up and down in places and left and right because of music i was being drawn to many places at the same time and all i wanted was to go inside not anywhere outside of myself and i felt just that that just ruined the experience like that might be good for someone who's normal who never had any spiritual experience ever that might guide them that might make them focus just like gospel helps people but not to me like i'm way too enlightened to need that that messes me up like that i am too sensitive to the words to the sound i take deep deep knowledge into anything that you're saying so when you say those things and you put music behind it and we are having all this experience that drives me insane it's too much it's like watching a 5d movie which doesn't exist yet it's like you're being shaken you're having smell and water coming from your face and the movie is loud and bright fresh flashy light and in 3d it's like i don't need that to enjoy a movie you know that that's how i felt with ayahuasca because unfortunately you cannot take a bottle of ayahuasca take take home and have it i would love that because i would be able to have my own experience but no you unfortunately licensed people at least in brazil they need to prove to be religious and if there is because it's, it is considered a drug so it is need to add, use with supervision and they do not have and they cannot ethically attack it like they do with marijuana weed because it's religious so it's a religious practice and they can, they cannot discriminate that so it is a limbo uh, kind of a term to have it and not have it at the same time because they cannot change it and they need it to be a religion so if it is a religion they have some music and if you the only way you have to have ayahuasca is with music and you're sensitive and you have had previously spiritual experiences that can literally make you go to a hospital it's it's too much i saw myself going there i i honestly i tried to find my phone many times as soon as the and the funny thing i could tell you the ayahuasca history i just don't want it to get this video to get too freaking long i would tell you in a different podcast because i'm trying to make my podcast shorter <laughs> they're getting too long but basically after everything what i saw was that i was a black woman i had four kids and my husband he came to kill me in front of my children and i saw them running i saw the blade coming to my neck and i saw blood gushing and then i saw me falling on my knees and blood kept gushing and, and i died it was a pretty awful experience i remember seeing that one of my children they have been born at the same timeline as me at least one of them maybe two i don't saw more than that i was too afraid but it was a whole experience and since i'm already talking about it okay whatever let's just talk about my ayahuasca experience i just want to talk about the life thing that i saw i got there and it got boring so let's just talk about the experience okay so i had i had decided to have ayahuasca because i felt lost my whole life and i thought that i needed the, this boost and whatever so i got to drink one they give you tiny bitty drinks like like little teacups and i got one and i saw around me everyone was going crazy everyone was like having experiences and moving their hands and talking and like this whole thing and then i just want to tell you like what the hell is going on with americans because honestly every single podcast i make is like what is american what is america what is americans like this this people they, they feel so, like from some other lower dimension honestly what is wrong with americans like they have this whole everything kind of wrong with them sorry for american by the way like like 
seriously, it's messy, but in many ways, if you have listened to my podcast, like, how can you be broke in America? Like, you have so much opportunity. How can you, like, have guns in America? Like, that's so wrong. And this whole thing, but Americans, they, every single video that you find of them having ayahuasca on YouTube, they're puking their, their guts off. They're having severe diarrhea. They are being chased and run down because they go crazy and climb stuff. Like, what is wrong with America? Like, seriously, like, I have been blessed in many ways for being enlightened, for being having, for ha to have contact with spirituality f my whole life, honestly. And people have came to me and told me, like, I cannot see ghosts and energy and spirits anymore. But people have told me that one of my guides, it's indigenous, and he blessed me because I have this healing energy about me that it is very aligned with the energy of ayahuasca, which is very cleansing. So he had told me that because I asked him, I, I was talking to this witch, which, which was a guy. And I, I asked about ayahuasca and if I should have it. And, and then he said, obviously you should have it because it's from your type, it's from your people and you resonate with it. You have a very indigenous type of vibe and very shamanistic. So you should obviously have it. And the thing is, something that will never happen to you is to purge physically. So you will never vomit, you will never have diarrhea, you will never have like fever of this type of stuff because... It is not, you, you're of a higher frequency, so ayahuasca will resonate very well with you. And that's what happened, like, but even knowing that I would not puke and have diarrhea, I felt like having those, and people around me felt very, like, calm, and the worst thing I saw was coughing, honestly. And when you see the Americans on YouTube, they're like, Wham! I am dying! Ah! Like... What the hell is wrong with them? Everything is just so exaggerated. Like, God, what is wrong with your frequency? How can you be so messed up? I'm glad that you're trying to find enlightenment, but honestly, how messed up can you be? How selfish? How can? How broken can you be? Like, and it's not like broken in an emotional sense because that's mean. That means that you're, you have ex like experiences. It, like literally it feels like they're whiny babies like they have nothing to worry about and still they're so so can i say the word such a pussy honestly and i i seriously i saw old ladies having ayahuasca like 90 years old they were having ayahuasca they were fine and then you see this 17 year old this 20 year old making youtube videos like puking their guts off and being like oh i had severe diarrhea man like come on what type of crazy redneck you, you are like seriously god so, I knew that I wouldn't physically purge, but Jesus Christ, I felt like doing so. I was always putting my hands across my mouth. And mind you, your hands don't feel like hands, your mouth don't feel like mouth. At least to me, like I saw many people have like experiences that were very chill. Mine was very, very, very intense. But that happened to the third with the third glass I had because I was very mad because this I, the, I had one glass everyone had one glass and, no, and and like I was not feeling anything and everyone was going crazy I was like I'm missing the party like I'm not feeling anything and then I had the second glass and I felt nothing and then I heard the number three like three as if someone was saying that very seriously in my head and then no everyone's going crazy and i was feeling feeling nothing at the second glass and then i just sat with the shaman and i just said listen i think i should go like i don't feel anything i'm sorry i'm just not feeling it i should go I, maybe i don't know maybe if i had like a bottle or something i don't know and then he said be patient and then they gave the third jesus christ as soon as I sipped the third glass, I fell down. Like, it was so intense and out of the blue. Which is, like, I had a rascal many times now. But it is always like that. When it takes me, it takes me. So, I just 
fell, man. It was so strong. And I felt like purging physically. I always I was always passing my hands across my mouth and trying to see if I have pooped my pants or peed my pants. I was always like, is it dry? Is it dry? Is it is it wet? Is it hot? I was like trying to t- tap my whole body and as soon as I had ayahuasca I was laughing my guts off I was laughing and laughing and laughing like crazy I don't know if I was channeling some cry, uh, child energy I don't know I and then I started to feel like dying and I tried to reach my phone and I was like trying to call for help but I didn't know how to call for help I literally felt ego death and for like for the second or third time I have felt people say you cannot kill your ego because we are all ego and so, since we are alive you cannot be detached from ego that's such a lie like honestly that's such a misconcept because is ego death is not about not having ego it's about the transformation the changing in your ego to something less egotistic to something less 3D type of thing to something less materialistic it changes your concepts of life they change in such a way and so fast that you feel like you yourself is dying because it's too fast and you change in a way that your mind cannot comprehend what is going on and suddenly your taste your opinions and everything changes like like that and it's so fast that you, you just died and you feel death. But it's transformation. It's That's what ego death is. So people stop just spreading bullshit, honestly. And then I just felt it, ego death. And I tried to call an ambulance because I actually thought I was dying. That's how ego takes us. And because it doesn't want to change, you know. So that he creates this feeling of desperation. And then I felt like purging, and I felt like puking, and I felt like shitting myself. In my head, I was dirty, as dirty as a fragile baby on a crib, all shit over, all peed, all puked, like nasty baby that needed to have a shower or something, with bleach probably, because it was so nasty. I just felt like that. I felt nasty and vulnerable. And fragile. In my head, I had puked myself over. I had peed myself over. I have shit myself over. In my head, that's why I was always rubbing my hands against my whole body because I thought I was so dirty. And the thing is, I I saw, I saw rivers coming out of my mouth. I mean, actual rivers. I felt as if I was a giant. And I was creating rivers of pain and agony. And I felt this energy coming off my my first chakra, which feels like your anus, honestly. And I felt this hot energy coming out. And this energy messing up my whole intestine. I just felt this energy. It was such a guttural type of energy, like brutal. It doesn't feel like energy. It feels like a surgery without any kind of morphine or anything. You're just being opened and torn apart by energy. It kind of kills you and shapes you. It's like awful. And in my head, I was bleeding. I was dying. I was nasty. Thing is, nothing happened. Nothing. There was was not a, a drop of vomit. There was not... A drop of pee or a drop of shit, nothing. I was completely dry, but the energy in the and the veracity, the the strength of the energy was so tangible that felt like actual liquid. And I felt like dying over and over again and I could not stop crying. And I in my head I closed my eyes and I would see tribes, people dancing, chanting, a lot of black people, and I would see all of that past life, and I I was so tired of it, and I would open my eyes to see reality, but reality was not there, there was no such thing as reality, I was everywhere at the same time, which does not exist 
still time did not exist. I started to conceive time back backwards. I started to feel time in a different way and I am not even joking. I felt so crazy that I tapped to my wrist to see the time on my wrist clock and it was 5:44 p.m. And then I heard they sing an entire song and another song and another song. I am not joking. I heard the whole song. I remember it finished it and I was so glad because I could breathe again. That's why I remember I was so tired of being torn apart up and down that when the song stopped, everything was calm. So I remember when each song ended and I look at my clock, 5.44. For I am not even joking. I might have taken the time wrong, but it was the same time at the same time. If, if it was not 5:44, it was 5:31. It was something like that. 5:54, 5:55. It was five for sure, but five something. And I remember like all the time the same time. And then I heard another song and another song and another song. 5:44. I was going mental. I was like, what happened? Did I die? Am I limbo? I see these people and I would open my eyes and try to focus to see what we call reality. And I would not see spirits or energy. And I was like, but people say that you, you see your guys and stuff. And I wouldn't see anything. Anything at all. I was just feel this heavy. And, and then it hit me so hard. This energy brought me down like as if it was like like a wrestler attacking me. Boom! And I felt this voice, this very warm, soft voice, maybe Oshum, which is an entity, like saying, You endured a lot, didn't you, child? It was a lot of suffering, wasn't it, child? And I just cried and cried and I was almost moaning and screaming at the same time like a baby and I just kept crying crying so awfully and desperately and shaking I was just you cannot imagine the amount of pain that I was carrying I to this day I believe it was not my pain like I have been through I have been through a lot. Trauma, neglect, and everything that you can add, abuse and suicide and everything. I have been through all of that. But that energy was not mine. I can tell you that. It was the energy of my ancestors. It was the energy of every single lost soul around me, which were many. I was being a beacon of light at that moment. I was just shape-shifting reality. I was just being used as a tool by God to heal energy. And oh boy, that was too much. Too much. Too much healing, too much stuff going on. And then when it was done, everyone stood up and they were being thankful and fixing stuff so we could have a meal and here is the thing i could not open my eyes when i opened my eyes they would roll up immediately or go sideways get lazy and close i could not open my eyes i could not move my hands who even would say like my feet like nothing i could not move i was solid as a rock like i could not move and they were asking are you okay and it felt like a dream and now i could do was moan like mm. that's all i could do that was my yes i'm fine how about you that, that was my answer and i was not fine at all i was just lost in feelings in thoughts in dimensions in every i just i could not process what was going on anymore i was just i didn't know my identity anymore i didn't know anything about this reality i didn't know anything 
what even a body was. I don't know that. I just know that something tried to talk to me and I briefly remember how to talk, but that's all I could do. Mm. And then this woman, I would say to me, she's an angel. I'm not saying literally, I'm just saying like as a person because she got it. She saw what was going on and she sat beside me and looked at me right dead in the eye in my lazy eye that was going up and down in many places, not normal eyesight. I was just close and then she would talk, I would try to open and close and try to close and every time I open or close I didn't know the difference of open and closed eyes, by the way, everything felt like a dream. And then she would look at me and wait for me to recognize her face and see. And it felt like a dream, guys. I'm not even joking. It felt like I was watching through a fog, like something like that, like a mass, like, I don't know, like something far away in the dark. That's what reality felt like. And then she would still look at me and then she would say, stand up. And I wouldn't react. And she would say, stand up. I wouldn't react. And then she kept at it for a while, for 10 minutes. And then I recognized that it wasn't a dream. And I said, I can't. And then she said, you can. You just remember how to talk again. You can remember how to walk again. So stand up. And then she would be very, very patient. And she would go again and again and again. And then I, and then I, 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 I was almost screaming like, help me, help me. And she would say, no, you need to find your own strength. You can do it. Stand up. I won't help you. I felt like crying. I feel like crying to this day because remind you, I felt like a baby. I felt vulnerable. I felt weak. I felt tired. I felt used. I felt many things. I did not feel capable of standing up. And took me strength that I don't know to this day how I found. But I stood up. And I, I did not stand up, but I sit. So I was sitting down, cross-legged, and looking down, almost, so down that I could almost touch the, the ground with my head. And she would say, look at me. And I would try to look with my head, with my lower head, try to twist my neck. And she would say, no, strengthen your back and look at me. It was a whole process, you guys. It took a while. And then she would tell me to claim my strength and stuff like that. And to not, do not be taken over by the energy of the universe and just allow it to flow without letting me take without letting it take me with it as a current as a surfer I should just ride along and not fall down and she started to talk about this whole bunch of things and I never felt so high in my life I could not remember anything like how to walk how to talk and then all of the other guides <sighs> but that, I mean like they're not, I say shamans because that's how most Americans and people see those who give you ayahuasca, but they were not that. They were normal people wearing normal clothes. They were just uh, capable of doing that, of taking ayahuasca, giving ayahuasca, teaching about ayahuasca. They're just there to prepare you and to help you. So I call them shamans, but they are not like indigenous people they're just normal people and they would all the responsible people for the event and what I would you would call like chamans they made a circle around me and they tried to teach me how to walk again literally they had to teach me how to walk step by step and it was a, a moment I had to learn how to crawl first <laughs> and I don't it felt like watching a movie. I didn't feel my body at all in any of it. And then I just 
got up and started to very awfully walk and they started to make me dance a little like those baby dances one feet at the time at the other I struggled a lot to find rhythm to connect with this reality but it helped a lot and then I started to eat like crazy like I had a hunger and a thirst that was not from this world I just had like five bottle juices I had like a whole bunch of everything that I could see I would just shove down it was too much I ate a lot and as I ate I felt better but Jesus I could not when I look at myself in the mirror I was impressed firstly that was not I was not puked and I felt like puking all over myself I was clean completely clean but I felt like I purged for hundreds like it was a lot of things felt like hell And the funniest thing is that I looked into the mirror and I could not see who that boy was. Why was I white in the first place? What the hell? I am a black woman and I was just killed by my husband. And then it took me a long while to remember my name is Kyle and I am a Brazilian boy. And that's crazy. That's crazy. It makes me sleepy even talking about it. And it was the craziest experience ever. I went to the bus and I was dizzy, lazy, like a drug addict. And I could not see my arms. I, I put my arms down because in the first type of view from our, your eyes, What you can see is your arms. You mostly see your arms. If you're looking like straight ahead, you'll, you see your arms dangling around. And I would see these white arms. And I was like, I'm not white. Why am I white? And where is my hair? I was like not adjusting. I could not adjust. I could not feel it. I was not this boy. I was just not this boy. And then... It was a weird experience. Like, it took me, I think, three days, three days to not feel as a black woman who just died. It took me three days. That's how strongly attached I was to this lifetime, or if it was mine or not. I don't know if it was something from the Akashic Records from some other life that had a message to me, if it was all symbolism. I don't think so. But it was a lot. And that was my first experience with ayahuasca. And that's what I wanted to share. But there is something else. I wanted to talk a little bit about places and why certain things happen. Just briefly, I want to talk about... Let me get into a better positioning bed because I feel uncomfortable. And I'm too lazy to edit this. Thank you for listening, by the way. <laughs> so, I just wanted to talk about Earth a little bit, spiritually. Earth is probably the hardest place to be born into, from all the places. Myself, I come from a higher dimension. I come from a place that you think and the other understands your thought. You want something, you do what you love, or you just have faith, and everyone is satisfied and you have what you want. So, to be in a place as dense as Earth, it is very difficult, because in here, it's not about faith or, th or thinking, it's about learning languages and learning how everyone wants something out of you your time, your health your attention, everyone has this selfish ego and uh, this whole bunch of situation going on and this low vibration and people can kill each other and all of that it's just so dense people are just so lost and afraid of everything and hateful and You, you from, come from these higher planes and I'm from 
the fifth and the eleventh dimension. Probably I'm from the eleventh completely, from the eleventh dimension. I would say I need to make a podcast about star seeds, which are like horoscopes. I would say that's how you can relate to it. It feels like a horoscope, but mostly for those who believe that they came here with a mission. Everyone does, but with a spiritual mission and are very enlightened and sensitive, like what what we call light workers, people who heal, who like divination. And we, we all, we, everyone who is not from earth, like earth has its own cycle of souls who come here to learn stuff. It is a very difficult playground, I can tell you that. But since it's a very low frequency, it hardly evolves. If it were not for people like me, people like others who come from other dimensions, Earth will not grow at all. It's very difficult to get anything to grow in here. So that's why things grow outside of here. So, like, Earth people need inspiration and help and guidance and a lot of love and naturally mostly earth does not do that because of what people do i'm talking about earth as people not as the planet because the planet is very loving it's very it's strong but it's loving and people are not that loving so you need guidance you need angels to come from higher planes and to become earth angels and you need people to come from another dimensions and to help you. And we are all born into this place, which is awful to us because we do not need to learn most of these lessons. We come here to guide you. But the thing that helps us is to know that we are at the very core of our own issues. And by being here, we can break cycles that firstly, we did not even recognize existed because we saw it as normal. That's how naive being enlightened can be. So enlightened people will find themselves into very neglectful, abusive type of relationships because that's where we came from. Every time we, we get into a lower frequency, like let's like just say I was born, which I was many times, into the fourth dimension or the fifth dimension, you can find in there still selfishness and people that are very abusive. They know have more knowledge, they have access to more things, but still they are they have a lot of issues of their own. And what happened is you as light, you neglect yourself so you can help them because all you want to do so since you're from a higher dimension is to be good for the other and you ended up neglecting yourself. So what happens is when you're born on earth You have this core mission to change your life first. So you get into this very complex and awful place for you to learn and change your biggest lessons in not life, not this incarnation, but as your whole karmic experience as a spiritual being. It's too much to do in one lifetime, but we can. It's just awful because we found ourselves into something that's just anything other than human it's just a lot of pain suffering torture we get into this awful place and we need to rise above and forgive and trust and just breathe through the process so we can allow change to come without our resistance and interference so it just it is very difficult to be born here as a light being and unfortunately i am not just an, as you can say, a higher dimension alien that came from Andromeda because I am, I am Pleiadian and I feel a lot of resonance with kind of all of the star seeds. I felt like I have been in all of the dimensions and all the places in the universe. I feel like I have been everywhere. But mostly, I feel connected to Andromeda. And which have nomad people like Andromedans, we cannot stand like stagnation. We need change. We need evolution. We need like something new to come up every single time. And we are very enlightened, if not the most and rarest. It's just we're just really weird. 
our mind changed very quickly as well. But I have a lot of resonance as well with Pleiadian. And we are very sensitive, very empath. We are very empath. empath I, I English, okay, English. But we are empaths, very strong empaths. And I have this connection with that and Syrians, which are very mystical and magical, and have a lot of strong connections with water, if I am not mistaken. And from my head that but one one time I had ayahuasca and I had this experience about being a Lyrian and it was beautiful and as the universal war stories go basically Lyrians had their home planet destroyed by reptilians so they're mostly on earth right now so I have been kind of everywhere but I am not just that. I'm not just an entity from another higher dimension. I am also an angel. I came to know that in many ways. But you can see, like, for yourself, it's crazy. Like, if you have an animal, it will attach to me in a way that you'll be like, what? My, my pet doesn't do that. Like, my pet doesn't go to strangers and, like, get like friendly like that cats they they do not leave me alone <laughs> i hate cats now because i would i always wanted cat because they are independent they they do not care they just want food and they stand their ground they're very independent and they just they just don't want much attention and i never had a cat like that like every single cat i have it behaves like a dog my cat for you to have an idea If I go to the streets, I need to look back because my cat might be following me. Literally through the streets. As as if it were a dog or something. Every like pets they go crazy. Like butterflies, like nature and animals they go crazy. Spiders, my god, spiders go crazy. Seriously. I have a really strong connection with spiders. I am arachnophobic, by the way, and it is a struggle, but I try to respect them. Like, once a spider came to my bed, and I kind of had a message that I need to... that it was the energy of a spider was also around me to guide me, to teach me how to be patient and to craft stuff, like they craft their webs, and they just hang waiting. And for me to create my art, to do my thing and to just wait because prosperity would come. So he had a message and I saw it was in the bed with me and it was a spider as big as a fingernail, but it was a spider anyways. And I got I gave the spider my finger. It crawled my finger and I pointed towards the window and it left a web on my finger and it hanged down, got to the window and left. And I was like, how can you just understand what I just meant? <laughs> like, how do you understand that it's en enough crawling and now leave? Like, that's crazy. I'm so grateful. But it's crazy how I can just do that. And also, I'm really, really talented at making blessed bottled water. Literally, I have made a, a bottled water once. That was stronger than ayahuasca. I am not even joking. I gave it to a whole circle of people. And I, myself, I fainted. When I had it. I fainted. It was just water. The thing is, I blessed it. And I started to shake as I blessed it. And I blessed it to change my life. And to release all resistance and everything. Boom, I fainted. As soon as I had it. Because I'm too sensitive. I do not know what happened to the others. Because we, I left as soon as I woke up. <laughs> But... I did not have contact with them anymore. But I believe that their lives, their lives have changed as well. And my life has changed completely. Not in a good way. I got right... I got... Like, you can say that in the eyes of a normal person, I have sidetracked. I have lost my job. I have lost everything. And I do not... I lost money and everything. But it gave me the opportunity to start this podcast. And to do different stuff. So... In the eyes of creation, I have finally gave one step forward. So what I'm trying to say here is that if, like myself, 
someone else told me like I am an, an INFJ from the Myers Briggs personality test, which you can which you can do. You just Google 16 personality types, and you find this whole quiz for you to build up. And the rarest is INFJ, and it is the most introvert, the most intuitive. And the thing is, someone else told me, oh, you're already a light worker. You say you're Andromedan, and you're an INFJ, and you have this whole thing about you. You're a water rooster from the Chinese horoscope. You're a Taurus with Aquarius, and a moon in Aquarius. It's just too contradictory. And you're just saying that you're like, what, a rare Pokemon or something? And I just said, yes, I am a rare Pokemon. If I knew more people like me, I wouldn't be like I am today. I wouldn't be trying to kill myself to leave this place. I do not see, relate, or resonate with any of you. I feel alone. If there were more like me, I would feel happy and embraced. I feel alone. I'm very different. My perspective from yours is very, very, very different. And I'm not saying I'm better than you in any way, shape, or form. As you can tell, I am trying to commit suicide in a constant basis. And I feel depressed. And I have nothing. I don't even have money. I don't have anything. And I feel alone. So if you envy that, good for you. Keep kicking a dead dog. I'm just saying that I am different. And being different in this place, this earth, is awful. Be an angel... An Earth Angel from another dimension, having all these Pokemon, rare Pokemon traits, legendary Pokemon. No, it is not help. It is not a happy experience. It is not good. It is very challenging because my issues and my challenges to overcome are as big as my power, and my power is too strong. So I have a very difficult time to have so little resources and so big of a challenge. If you have watched Sucker Punch, the movie, it is my guilty pleasure. It's not a good movie by far, but I love the concept. And I feel like Baby Doll. I feel like that main character. I feel like I have big giants to fight in my head, and I am being tortured and abused day on a daily basis. And all I want is to help everyone, and I lose everyone in the process. And in the end, it's too much pain. I just want it to end. And she gets her own and I don't want to spoil what happens but it is the same thing I would do I wouldn't give a damn and that's just me so what I'm wanting to understand is being different being special in this sense doesn't mean like oh he's an angel he is so powerful no it is not beautiful it's not cute it's dangerous I'm a target spirits come to me I cannot I haven't even told you the story of the demons that came after me because I have demons coming after me I have people coming after me I have situations coming after me I have karma coming after me it is a lot I'm a beacon of light and if you put light into darkness you see a lot of insects a lot of things coming towards light so it is a struggle to be light in such darkness I feel challenged on a daily basis. I criticize myself on a daily basis because actually, if I am an angel, how can I be so, like, like how can I say bad words? How can I not be healing people on a daily basis? How can I be so selfish to just stay in bed and try to leave my own job by committing suicide? I have a lot of issues. So what I'm trying to say here is don't envy this. Don't try to fit on my shoes. Because you have your own mission, you have your own stuff to do. So mind your business, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Thank you for listening to the po this podcast. If you want to support me, you can find my website, kayoyuki. For now, I believe it's Weebly, but eventually it's going to become .com as soon as I get money. <laughs> but for now, it's kayoyuki.weebly. I have uh, social media, it's also kayoyuki-sama. You can find me also on the social media of this podcast which is millennial reveries on facebook or everything i have a patreon at kayoyuki if you can support me to achieve equipment recording stuff make a i don't have a computer i don't have i can barely pay my internet i have only a phone so if you can support me in any way shape or form i barely have food i'm trying to survive here and 
I also have merch, shirts and stuff from Teespring on my website. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. I hope you have lots of love and life in your life. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.